welcome to the King is Coming Soon podcast, which is produced by Dominion Media. This is episode number 238. Our focus is on national and global news events. My name is Cherub. Please stay with us. You are invited to join us on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays for the podcast The King is Coming Soon via the website thekingiscomingsoon.com and on a number of platforms. I'll tell you about them later. Here we examine geopolitical realities on their way. Our segments are White House Roundup, Israel and the Middle East News Highlights, and we also have updates from the Kingdom of Heaven, our devotional. This week, our special focus continues on the series on kings, their accountability to God. Today's scripture text is taken from the book of Second Peter, chapter 3, verses 11 to 15. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. This text is from the New King James Version. We definitely see that the Lord wants his bride, the church, to have her confidence and love steadfastly placed on him. Peter, a friend and apostle, of Jesus Christ warns the Bride of Christ that the world they are sojourning in will be dissolved by way of fire and heat, meaning it will be burnt up. Peter stressed the fact that with this in mind, the Bride of Christ needs to look for the new heavens and a new earth, which was set apart for the righteous people. Consequently, Peter appealed to the Bride of Christ to have a certain posture. The Bride must not live a passive lifestyle as she walks through this world, but she must be diligent and be found spotless and blameless. The Lord has availed wisdom to the Bride of Christ. Her role and purposes are to be Jesus-centered, Jesus-focused as she makes ready for her marriage to the bridegroom. Have eyes 
and as for the groom only. Do you remember your wedding day? Or watching the bride and the groom take their vows? They have eyes only for each other. In today's devotional, we'll be focusing our attention on who is King Asuras? What are some of the major political dynamics in his kingdom? Please stay tuned. This is the week of a series on kings, their accountability to God. We'll take a break to tell you of one of the churches that has endorsed our program today. Our first segment comes to you with the compliments of the Shining Light Wesleyan Church, located at Canal No. 1 Polder, West Bank Demerara, Guyana, South America. The pastor is Reverend Shaman McLean. The Shining Light Wesleyan Church meets on Sundays for Sunday school at 10.30 a.m. and for devotional service at 12 noon. There is also a Spanish service held there one Sunday per month at 3 p.m. Residents in the West Bank communities are invited to make plans to attend this week. Reverend Sharmin and team will make you and your family feel highly appreciated. Welcome back to the podcast. The King is Coming Soon. This is episode number 238. Our focus is on national and global news events. In our first segment, White House Roundup. The White House released a fact sheet on Wednesday, March 16th, with details of U.S. security assistance for Ukraine, with an additional $800 million in security assistance announced by President Joseph Biden on Wednesday. The White House elaborated that President Biden on Wednesday offered an additional $800 million to Ukraine, bringing the total U.S. security assistance committed to Ukraine to $1 billion in just the past week, and a total of $2 billion since the start of the Biden administration. The assistance will take the form of direct transfers of equipment from the Department of Defense to the Ukrainian military to help them defend their country against Russia. The White House also submitted that the U.S. produced short-range air defense systems the Ukrainians have been using to great effect. The United States also identified and was helping the Ukrainians acquire additional longer-range systems on which Ukraine's forces were already trained as well as additional munitions for those systems. In closing, the White House mentioned 
that the United States continues to expedite the authorization and facilitation of additional assistance to Ukraine from her allies. At least 30 countries have provided security assistance to Ukraine since the Russian invasion began. We'll take our second break. In this segment, we flag the Christian Friends of Israel, CFI, that is based in Jerusalem. CFI has partnered with a number of groups in Israel, such as the Israel Defense Forces, IDF, the Holocaust survivors, and those on Aliyah from Ethiopia and Russia. Additionally, CFI publishes newsletters and other devotional materials on a regular basis. The leaders and co-founders, Sharon and Ray Saunders, continue to do their work despite the current pandemic. CFI welcomes your prayers for the peace of Jerusalem and for the work of their organization. To learn more about CFI, you are invited to visit their website, cfijerusalem.org Welcome back to the Dominion Media, the King is Coming Soon podcast. Our focus today is on national and global news events. In our second segment, Israel and the Middle East news highlights, the Israel Ministry of Foreign Affairs reported on their gift of six generators to officials in Lviv, Ukraine. On Tuesday, March 15th, the Israeli government gave these generators to booster services which would help refugees fleeing to Lviv from other parts of Ukraine. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs submitted that the six mega-generators donated by the Israel Ministry of Foreign Affairs through Mashav, Israel's Agency for International Development Cooperation, were transferred on Tuesday. The Foreign Ministry added that Israel's Deputy Ambassador to Ukraine gave the gifts to the Deputy Mayor of Lviv and they were six mega-generators that will guarantee a steady supply of electricity to hospitals and vital civilian infrastructure in that city. The Israel MFA further noted that these generators are humanitarian aid transferred by the Israel Ministry of Foreign Affairs through Mashav and their arrival to Ukraine was made possible thanks to the intensive activities of several Israeli embassies throughout Europe. Lastly, Israel's ambassador to Ukraine, Ambassador Michael Brodsky, stated that transferring the generators to the city of Lviv will assist the authorities in coping with a difficult humanitarian situation 
created by the arrival of hundreds of thousands of refugees. And at this difficult time, Israel continues to help the people of Ukraine. A field hospital will soon be established in the area designated for treating refugees, he concluded. You are listening to the podcast by Dominion Media. The King is coming soon. We are examining national and global news events. Today, we feature the book Threads in the Tapestry, Conflict and Resolution in the Middle East. Is the two-state solution the only viable option for Middle East peace? Written by yours truly, Cherub Nichols. It is available at Walmart and on Amazon. You can also find the link to the book via the website thekingiscomingsoon.com. Threads in the Tapestry, Conflict and Resolution in the Middle East can be simply explained in a love story. I spent time in London, Israel and across the United States, particularly Washington DC and New York, interviewing lawmakers, diplomats and others to get some insight from their perspective for the book. You will be well instructed from the book. Please get your copy today. Finally, in segment three, we will look at updates from the Kingdom of Heaven. This week, we are focusing on a series on kings, their accountability to God. Before we continue, let's have a quick review of today's news. The White House released a fact sheet on Wednesday, March 16th, with details of U.S. security assistance for Ukraine, which is now an additional $800 million announced by President Joseph Biden on Wednesday. Internationally, the Israel Ministry of Foreign Affairs reported on their gift of six mega-generators to officials in Lviv, Ukraine on Tuesday, March 15th. The Israeli government gave these generators to boost services to help refugees fleeing to Lviv from other parts of Ukraine. Welcome to our devotional. All week we'll be looking at the series on kings, their accountability to God. On Monday, we focused on Nehemiah's interaction with his boss, King Artaxerxes, yields favor and respect for him. On Wednesday, it will be, who is King Ashuras? What were some of the major political dynamics in his kingdom? Likewise, on Friday, the Lord Wills, our special guest speaker, will share with us on how King Ashurus removed wicked Haman as advisor for the righteous Mordecai. Please, let's begin our devotional. Now it came to pass in the days of Ashurus, this was the Ashurus who reigned over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. In those days, when King Ashurus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Sushan, the citadel, that in the third year of his reign, he made a feast for all his officials and servants. 
the powers of Persian media, the nobles and the princes of the provinces been before him. When he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the splendor of his excellent majesty for many days, one hundred and eighty days in all. And when these days were completed, the king made a feast, lasting seven days, for all the people who were present in Sushan the citadel, from great to small, in the court of the garden of the king's palace. This text was taken from the book of Esther, chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. Let's continue to read. Queen Vashti also made a feast for the women in the royal palace which belonged to King Ashurus. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded seven eunuchs who served in the presence of King Ashurus to bring Queen Vashti before the king, wearing her royal crown, in order to show her beauty to the people and the officials, for she was beautiful to behold. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command, brought by his eunuchs. Therefore the king was furious, and his anger burned within him. What shall we do to Queen Vashti, according to law, because she did not obey the command of King Ashurus brought to her by the eunuchs. And Menukan answered before the king and the princess, Queen Vashti has not only wronged the king, but also all the princes and all the people who are in all the provinces of King Ashurus. The source was taken from the book of Esther chapter 1 verses 9 to 16. We will also read this additional portion. In those days, while Mordecai sat within the king's gate, two of the king's eunuchs, Bixan and Tiresh, doorkeepers, became furious and sought to lay hands on King Ashurus. So the matter became known to Mordecai, who told Queen Esther, and Esther informed the king in Mordecai's name. And when an inquiry was made into the matter, it was confirmed, and both were hanged on a gallus, and it was written in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. This portion was taken from the book of Esther, chapter 2, verses 21 to 23. In this week, Jews around the world will be celebrating Purim beginning this evening in some instances, whereas others will be celebrating a day later. You will learn more this week. Suffice it to say that the story of Purim unfolded in this very book of Esther that we have under consideration today and on Friday in our devotional. Our scripture reading focuses on King Ashurus and the challenges that unfolded in his very palace and beyond, and how they impacted his kingdom. 
King Ashurus was a very powerful king. He reigned, we can say, from Persia to Ethiopia, extending to India. In the third year of his reign, he held a huge party. He made a feast for all his officials who were brought from their various territories to join the king who displayed his great wealth and affluence. After a 108 days of consultations and discussions and viewing the magnificence of his kingdom, the king decided to host a party for his officials before they returned to their place of governance. The king was about to be illuminated by the very Queen Vashti. The queen must have had tremendous power in her own right, as she also held her own feast for her women, partners and friends. Can you imagine the smell of perfume, the sight of the women in lavish royal apparel with a kaleidoscope of colours, and the servants running around bringing fine food for their esteemed guests? Surely King Ashurus, with a merry heart, could not anticipate what was about to unfold. He sent seven of his eunuchs to bring Queen Vashti to stand before his royal court to let his officials behold her beauty. She objected to such a thing. Therefore, she sent word to the king that she was not going to come. Her response to the king was a public shaming exercise and brought upon him a very illuminating situation. He could not get the queen to obey him and his officials paid attention to this fact. This was a crisis of great proportion. Subsequently, his advisers counseled that the king must banish Queen Vashti. Afterwards, those who had to return left. His remaining advisers sought to counsel the king on how to move forward. They suggested that he should remarry. Their recommendations for selection of the new queen was quite interesting. The process kept the palace intrigue upped and things were always happening. Lots of maidens were being brought Accommodations were being expanded, more staff members were being hired, and the treatment the women underwent with spices, a year-long process. The king's officials were very busy and spending a lot of money. They were not limited in what they could do or spend to make the king happy. King Ashurus after a parade of different women before the king night after night, he chose for himself Esther, the beautiful Jewish maiden, to be his queen. She was raised by her cousin Mordecai. She was an orphan. Mordecai then became a regular fixture outside the palace gate, as he was interested in knowing what was happening to Esther. Sitting outside the gate one day, he heard two of King Ashurus's servants discussing a murder plot. 
they intended to have an opportunity to kill the king. Mordecai paid attention to what was said, made sure it was good, and sent information to Esther the queen, who is now the wife of King Ashurus. Obviously, Mordecai would have chosen a trusted person with this information, because the king's life was spared. The political dynamics in the kingdom just was unfolding day after day. Things were happening, and then the first queen snubbed the king, then a new queen was selected and is in place, and the, king's, the king had servants who were really angry with him, perhaps the choice of queen, and they decided they would plot against the king. So internally, things were on shaky ground. In closing, King Ashurus's wealth and fame could not protect him from the enemies within his kingdom. Nevertheless, God was obviously working in the string of events to an end that will be unfolded subsequently. The story is pertinent for our instruction today. We must never let go of integrity and truth. These virtues must always be our travel companions. Please let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven, we hallow your holy name. We give you praise and thanks that you are the great king and your kingdom is steadfast and firm. One day your kingdom had its own upheaval when you cast down one of the key angels with a third of the angels that were on his side because Satan, who was Lucifer at the time, had thoughts to unseat you. Here, the trend has continued since then. Kingdoms have had upheavals, nation states have had upheavals, and so today we have seen the political challenges that were unfolding in this great kingdom that King Ashurus reigned over. Lord, we ask you to help us wherever we are planted to be holy and true and set apart for you, that when we are seen before men, they will behold the goodness of the Lord and they will see that in our hearts we have the righteousness of God as the guiding principle so that we will be found faultless before men. As Peter said, righteous. Righteous people will inherit the new kingdom that you are building. Therefore, we pray for those in authority today that you would give them wisdom, that you would help them to know the truth so that they would govern with the fear of God and under the umbrella of truth and righteousness. We ask you to intervene in the conflict in Eastern Europe today. We pray for an instant end to this conflict. Nothing is impossible for you to do, O oh God. And we ask you to mend the broken hearts, heal the wounded bodies as they have had to run, as they have had to be uprooted, as they may never see some of their loved ones again. Lord, we ask you to have mercy, but you told us in the scriptures these are just the beginning of sorrows, and they look pretty bad. What would happen when more sorrows continue? 
Therefore, help us to keep our eyes focused on you. As the bride of Christ, help us to focus our gaze on you so that we will not be distracted with our purposes here, that we will not be derailed in our focus to keep our gaze on you, that our hearts will not be afraid. In these times, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are listening to the podcast by Dominion Media. The King is Coming Soon. This is episode number 238. In closing, we would like to say thank you for staying with us. You can find The King is Coming Soon podcast via multiple platforms, namely Anchor, Apple Podcasts Connect, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Google Podbeans, Sokay, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Pandora, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. As a result of my joining Soke, you can get the podcast via Facebook as well. And on the website, thekingiscomingsoon.com. Please advertise with us for a great price. Kindly fill out your request form on the website the King is coming soon dot com. I'd like to thank our sponsors. Thanks also to Ukuch for his handiwork sounding the shofar. I have been your presenter, Cherub. Jesus, Yeshua, is coming soon. See you next time. Shalom.